Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. So Matt, I got a question for you here. What's up? Do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day in your house? You know, we, we do. It's pretty low-key, typically. Um, you know, I think more than anything, we use it as an excuse to be able to get something for each other, that sort of thing. <laughs> but we don't do the, the date night out. Valentine's crowds are crazy. Yeah, they are. Um, so, more than likely, we'll do either something on a different day, and it's like, oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Or we'll have a nice meal in and hang out, movie night sort of thing. But it's usually pretty low-key around our place. You know, we didn't for a long time. When we were dating, of course, we did all the lovey-dovey stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, we've been married for almost 14 years now, so <laughs> it's that's old. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, love you, hon. Uh, <laughs> but um, we, for a while there, we would, we would take trips, save some money up, mm. and, and that would be our... We preferred doing things together instead of buying yeah. things for each other. Sure, um, sure. But recently, actually, we brought this up to each other. Uh, when we were going over our budgets and Emily said, you know what, we've kind of stopped celebrating each other. We should probably start hmm. thinking about that because we, we do stuff for each other all the time, but on the special occasions, mm-hmm. aside from our anniversary, even then though, we, we didn't do a whole lot. We would go on trips or we would mm-hmm. do a date night or something. So yeah, we got to do a better job. Sure. <laughs> you know, and, and Valentine's day is a good reminder to, to do that, to love on your significant other, your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, or fiance or whatever, uh, who, whatever stage of life you're in. Sure. It, it's a good reason to do that. And I've always kind of wondered, you know, who is the St. Valentine anyway? Yeah, why in the world do we celebrate love named after a saint? Yeah. And definitely the way Valentine's day has gone in some directions, like that's, that's not saint like, um, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. So fun fact there are actually as many as three different St. Valentines that all are related back to February 14th. So we've got one guy that's kind of pegged as the guy, um, but there are up to three different ones. So you can celebrate whichever one you want, I guess. <laughs> um, two of them were in Italy um, and have kind of similar stories. So maybe they're the same guy, maybe not. The third one was in Africa. So definitely a different guy. St. Valentine is most well known for being the uh, patron, patron saint of love. But he has some other interesting uh, things he's the patron saint of, like beekeeping and the plague and fainting and traveling and even epilepsy. So I have no idea what that has to do with love and Valentine's Day, but just a fun fact about the St. Valentine. The patron saint of beekeeping? Really? What? Yeah, you know. Are people just pulling names out and being like, you're in charge of beekeeping, <laughs> and you're in charge of fainting, I mean, we... you're in charge of... <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Every everything has to have a patron saint, apparently. Um, <laughs> Y'all forgive uh, the judgmental attitudes here, but yeah. we'll explain more in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't understand the patron saint thing. I mean, we've done a little digging into it, but it's just not. You know, no, I don't yeah. get it. You know, in our last episode, we talked about the different denominations and what you do with Jesus and and all of that. So it's something to think about when when talking about this. But we've actually talked about patron saints before we talked about santa claus saint yeah. nick mm-hmm. uh you know he's considered a patron saint of the uh, catholic church but we never did really talk about what the patron saint is and i didn't know until researching this this topic yeah for this episode so um it is and our judgmental attitude does go around uh, the the catholicism the Anglican. Anglicanism, mm. Anglicanism, and the, uh, I don't even know what that word is. Matt just wrote it down. 
Um, and the, I, uh, I just make stuff up now. I just throw it in, see, see what happens. And the, uh, the Eastern Orthodoxy. So the thing about patron saints is they are considered intercessors for our prayers. And that's typically over a specific region or a special interest. Now, I don't believe in all that, yeah. honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to find out who St. Valentine was and who mm-hmm. Santa Claus was. And, uh, you know, of course, they consider... St. Peter and St. Mark and St. Matthew and right. all of the apostles, patron saints. So, you know, they're, they're typically selected based on facts that are known about them or traditions that are held about these saints. But like I said just a minute ago, we've, uh, an important note is that the intent of a patron saint is to be an intercessor for our prayers, not a mediator. And we say that because Jesus is our mediator. Jesus mm-hmm. is the one that says you can't get to the father except through me. Right. Um, in Timothy two, five, it says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all a testimony at the proper time. Um, so I don't know about you, Matt. Well, yes, I do know about you. We go to (laughs) Jesus. We don't say St. Valentine, heal me or, right. You know, be with me. We, we say, Jesus, you know, we need you. Um, because, and, and I'm, and I may be jumping ahead here. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but, but these people were human, fully human. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus is fully God and fully human. Um, he's the one that we go to, um, when you go to heaven, according to the Bible, we forget about the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, we're all about God. We're all about Jesus. We're all about a perfect life up there. Yeah. Not intercessing prayers down here yeah yeah and and that and that's the thing i mean you know there there is a difference between intercessory and and being a mediator um and and i do want to kind of point out that difference we so like bill said we don't really ascribe to this but um it is an important difference when you're talking about this stuff that and an intercessory prayer is like going to a friend or a family member and saying, Hey, can you pray with me about this? Um, whereas a mediator is more like we think about priests. So like, if you look at the old Testament, they had this whole setup where the only way to talk to God was the high priest, um, went into the Holy of Holies and he talked to God and he talked to God for the whole nation of Israel. That was really the only communication they had other than God talking to prophets. But if you wanted to talk to God, you had to go through the, through the high priest. And so, so you had to have a mediator when Jesus came, he did what he did. He died and he rose again. He's the mediator. He's the only one we need. And so we all have direct access to God. And so, um, this is a little, little side note, a little, um, step around with the the patron saint thing but we've talked about a couple of patron saints now and just want to put that out there as a some information because i didn't know uh, i don't think bill knew until we looked into this and so i guess the most important point is just realize that we are talking about the men um that these holidays are built around you know, we're not advocating for, you know, praying to saints or anything like that. We're just talking about the guys and where these holidays came from and celebrating the good things that they did yeah. that, that led to it. That's what we're about. We're, we're not getting into the patron saint kind of stuff. Just want to throw that out there. So I'm going to make a whole lot of people mad that do um, go along with what this says. 
but we're all saints. If we believe in Jesus, we're all considered saints. Mm -hmm. Am I right? I mean, the yeah, there's, so there's a, a belief out there. They call it the priesthood of the believer. Um, and basically there's a couple of spots where it talks about it. Uh, one of them is first Peter two, four through five. It says, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God, you yourselves as living stones, a spiritual house are being built to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, Peter used a whole bunch of words there. <laughs> that was a lot of words. To basically say, when you come to Christ, you become a priest within the body of Christ. The significance of that is that we can go directly to God. We don't, we don't have to pray through others. We don't have to go to a confessional and tell a priest about um, what we struggled with this week for God to forgive us of our sins. We go to God and say, hey, God, I messed up this week. Right. You know, and and you don't have to go through another man to do that. It says in other places, I think it's in Hebrews. We'll fact check that and put it in the show notes <laughs> yeah. um, that we are all co-heirs with Christ, um, that, that we are all children of God. Um, we, we see that a lot in the Bible. And so what all of that means is that there's not this hierarchy that we have to go through to get access to God and to have a relationship with him we get access to God. Um, one of the coolest images from the, the crucifixion is that the veil that was in front of the Holy of Holies of the temple where only high priest could go. It was ripped from top to bottom. It was ripped in right. half. And it was this, uh, we, we interpret that as a symbol of God reaching down to man and, and making that connection through Christ. And so, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to pray to the patron saints for, for our prayers to be heard and answered. We get we get direct access, right? And we don't want to make a bunch of Catholics mad. It's really it's all about what you do with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe Jesus is the Son of God and He rose three days after His crucifixion, mm -hmm. uh, and He died for our sins, um, then you are saved, and mm -hmm. that's what matters, right? But you also don't have to go to a priest, uh, right? <laughs> so, or or a patron saint, or a patron saint. Yeah. So all right, so let's jump into the actual meat of this episode. Who uh, is Saint Valentine? Yeah. Who is that guy? And uh, why do we associate him with love on Valentine's Day? So Matt did, well, I'm not going to lie. Matt did all the research for this. <laughs> I was working. I was busy. No, he's busy I too. I mean, but... <laughs> I stole some of your websites that you gave me. So Okay, good. Yeah. I did help a little bit. Yes. I'm going to go over a little bit of what Matt put in here. And uh, thank you, Matt, for all of this information. Yeah. So St. Valentine is uh, commonly associated with the saint in Italy who was a, a priest in the third century. So... Uh, like Matt said, there were three of them, mm -hmm. but the most common one is the priest in Italy. So the emperor back then was Claudius II, and he was also known as Claudius the Cruel, and uh, he outlawed marriage. So apparently he wasn't able to get enough men to sign up to be in the army for his military campaigns. And the best explanation he could come up with was men didn't want to join the army because they were married and didn't want to leave home. So, you know, of course, the natural thing to do is to outlaw marriage, right? Yeah, that's um, kind of crazy circumstances there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine, like, granted, we live in a very different society than they did. But, like, that just it blows my mind. Anyway, different yeah. world, right? <laughs> so, St. Valentine was not a fan of this, and he did not support Claudius II in this. So, surprise, surprise. 
Yeah, yeah. So he performed marriages in secret for couples to directly defy the emperor's unreasonable orders. And that, that is pretty unreasonable, for being real about that. Um, He's not going to have very happy uh, military men on his, on his yeah. team, is he? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so as a result, St. Valentine was imprisoned for going against uh, Claudius the Cruel here. Um, but something interesting that he did while he was in jail. So the jailer that he was under... Um, his daughter was blind, and uh, St. Valentine, while he was in jail, actually healed her of blindness, and they built a friendship, uh, a bond over that, and so uh, he would write her um, cards every now and then, and, and all of them would say, from your Valentine, um, and so you could say that he had the very first Valentine's cards, um, and no. where we get that from. Uh, I want to back up a second. You said he healed her blindness. Yeah. So... Did you find out when, if we do the math, where he was in Jesus's timeline? So he is two hundred. He's about two hundred thirty to forty years later. Okay. Yeah. Man, Matt's the uh, walking encyclopedia. I love it. <laughs> so, explain. Can you explain that to me? Because I thought Jesus only gave the disciples, the apostles, the mm-hmm. powers to heal. So, um, so he didn't, the healing is, is one of the spiritual gifts, um, actually. So, supernatural healing? Yeah. Supernatural oh, okay. healing. Yeah. So it is something the more you know. that we don't see a whole lot of today, uh, for one reason or another. Um, we do see miraculous healing through prayer. Um, sure. you know, heard many a story, um, of, you know, people who are ridden with cancer, um, yeah, you know, people you know, people prayed over him, got you know, miraculous thing, hey, it's all gone. Where sure. you know, where yeah. did that go? I've heard of that, yeah. Um, you know, broken bones being healed, that kind of stuff. So it's we think of it differently. I, I think uh, miraculous healings still happen. Um and as a side note on that, just because we're talking about it, if a healing doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that you didn't pray hard enough. Of you course, didn't you right. know, just I just want to throw that out there. Um, you know, everybody's dealt with laws, dealt with tough circumstances, stuff like that. Um, but the gift of healing is a real thing sure. uh, and okay. it's still out there. We just don't see it as often now as, as maybe they used to. Sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. No, I did not no. know that. You're good. I You're good. That. This is why I have my walking encyclopedia. <laughs> I'll put that verse in the show notes, but I, it's in one of the, one of the new Testament in, in the list of spiritual gifts of healing. So it's cool. good stuff. I want to look into that. Absolutely. So St. Valentine here, after he's been in jail for a while, his, uh, his story ends very tragically. After he's gone on and he's healed the jailer's daughter and, and had these sweet notes passed back and forth, um, he was actually martyred for, for his faith. He was uh, beheaded on uh, February 14th, and that's where our February 14th Valentine's Day comes from. So way to celebrate yes. the beheading by loving on your spouse. Yes, and that's why everything is red. Oh, sorry, that was morbid. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> So Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day was established a good bit later to commemorate St. Valentine. Uh, it's believed to have been a attempt to Christianize a pagan holiday. Is that your word? Yeah, that okay. is my word. Okay, cool. uh, actually, I stole that. But um, <laughs> uh, known as, I think, Lupercalia, I think is how you say that. Um, not exactly sure, but it was a festival celebrated on February 15th. That was a fertility festival. Um, did mean, not dig into that one because I was scared of what I would find. Yeah, you know, love for fertility. It all goes together. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, one and the same, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, 
towards the end of the fifth century, uh, Lupercalia was outlawed because of its lack of Christian value. Um, and February 14th was officially named St. Valentine's day or Valentine's day as we know it. And so, uh, of course, with St. Valentine's history and what he did uh, under uh, Claudius II, and because it used to be a pagan holiday of fertility, now we see Valentine's Day as a day to celebrate love, celebrate marriage, and to uh, to love on our spouses. Um, That's why so, so many babies are born in November. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But so that's so that's just a little bit of history of St. Valentine and where we get Valentine's Day. That is very interesting. I did not know all that. Based on all of this research, uh seems to me that uh with him healing and uh wanting marriages to happen, St. Valentine was all about love. Yeah. That's that was kind of his MO. Mm-hmm. Um but it seems that he also loved God and wanted things to happen the right way. Yeah. Um, and that's why we celebrate him on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, that is extremely interesting. I have a new appreciation for it now. So it seems obvious that St. Valentine loved people. He healed the jailer's daughter. Yeah. He sent her Valentine's cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're calling Valentine's cards now. But... <laughs> He sent her love notes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe it said from your Valentine, so it's yeah. Valentine's cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think the message that he probably had back then was, you know, love people. But you know, he was performing marriages. He was willing to die for it. Yeah. Um, I would be willing to bet that he loved God at the same time. Yeah, and, and you know, they made him a saint. So there's, I'm sure, there's much more in his history that we just don't know about. Yeah, that, absolutely. That says this guy was a good guy that he was uh, worthy of sainthood. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, that's the message that we share. Love God, love people. And we want you to know God if you don't already. And it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you've done. The The verse we're using this season um, as a memory verse, if you will, is Romans 3.23-24. through 24. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So that just says that we don't we don't have to be perfect. We're justified in Christ. So what he calls us to do, the number one commandment is to love him, love God. The second is like the first, love people. Right. So be like Saint Valentine. Love God, love people. That's yeah. really that's really what it's about. So you know, uh, if if you don't know what that means, if you need more information on that. Um, Shoot us an email, info at simplifyjesus.com. If we don't have the answers, we'll get them for you. So uh, now we're going to go to the outside looking, inside looking out. Matt, why don't you go first this time? Inside looking, outside looking in this week. What are we yes, doing with we're, this? We're flipping things around. I love it. So, so inside looking out. I look at St. Valentine, and and I'm just kind of fascinated. We we did this digging deeper into St. Nick for, for Santa Claus and looking at St. Valentine. I'm fascinated by these saints in the olden days. Um, you know, this guy was in the 3rd century. I think I read he died in like 270 AD or something like that. So he's, you know, way, way back when. Um, and the I'm challenged by the the faith and the, and the determination and the stubbornness mm-hmm. with which he did stuff. He knew that this Claudius, you know, he had the nickname Claudius the Cruel. 
he knew this was not going to end well if he performed these marriages in secret. Um, but he also knew that as a priest, that this was the right thing for him to do. This is how he was going to love on people. One way he could do that. Um, and you know, honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm challenged by that as, as a Christian to, to be more like that and to remember that on Valentine's day, to be bold and be bold in the faith and remember to keep it simple. Like you said, to love God and love people. Yeah. I like that. I was talking to somebody this morning and, and the way my life trajectory has been, um, loving has been difficult over the years Mm. for me. Yeah. Not understanding how to, but I think as you know, I've gotten better about that by the way, but Mm. for 36 plus years, I, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know how to, um, I always thought, you know, if, if I was given a gift, uh, uh, somebody wanted something in return. Right. Mm. So I needed to, uh, I owed them something. So, I am, I am happy to see that there were people out there, even back then, that were willing to die for performing marriages, for, yeah. for giving a gift of healing. I yeah. mean, as, as something as powerful as that. You know, I've, I've performed two marriages in my life mm. and one funeral. Mm. Um, I've never performed a miraculous healing. I'll have to try that next. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, no, this is a, this is a, um, you know, it's almost an eye opener for me to, to really, like you said, be bold Mm -hmm. and, and uh, love freely without fear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we thank everybody for joining us today, uh, Simplify Jesus Podcast. Uh, if you got any comments, any questions, concerns, whatever you got, shoot it to us in an email at info at simplifyjesus.com. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube uh, at some form of Simplify Jesus. Uh, and of course, our website, if you have trouble finding anything else, hit us up at www.simplifyjesus.com. I appreciate everybody jumping in uh, with us to learn a little bit about St. Valentine's, and we will see you next week. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all.